Hello, my friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And I'm right back at you to bring you some truth and to bring you some knowledge. And I hope today is a happy day for you. I hope today is a worry-free day. Because worrying is a total waste of time. It doesn't change a thing. And all it does is steal your joy and keep you very busy doing nothing. So we are going to designate today as a worry-free day. We will go to the barber shop and get groomed, get our car washed, and take that special lady out to dinner. I want to thank some of my listeners for sending me requests to do certain shows about people or events. And sometimes I cannot find enough information to fill out my time allocation for the program. But don't think for a moment that I have forgotten you because all of this is needed information. And I will figure out some way to make it happen because I'm not going nowhere. I'll be here sharing what knowledge I have with you and dragging our history into the light. William Steele was a prominent abolitionist and civil rights activist who coined the term Underground Railroad and as one of the chief conductors in Pennsylvania helped thousands of people achieve freedom and get settled away from enslavement. All his life Steele fought not only to abolish slavery but also to provide African Americans in northern enclaves with civil rights. Steele was born a free black man near the town of Medford in Burlington County, New Jersey, the youngest of 18 children born to Levin and Sidney Steele. Steele was the son of people who had been enslaved laborers on a potato and corn farm on the eastern shore of Maryland, owned by Sanders Griffin. Now, William Steele's father, Levin Steele, was able to purchase his own freedom, but his wife, Sidney, had to escape enslavement twice. The first time she escaped, she brought along her four oldest children. However, she and her children were recaptured and returned to enslavement. The second time Sidney Steele escaped, she brought two daughters, but her sons were sold to enslavers in Mississippi. Once the family was settled in New Jersey, Levin changed the spelling of their name to Steele, and Sidney took a new name, Charity. Throughout Steele's childhood, he worked with his family on the farm and also found work as a woodcutter. Although Steele received very little formal education, he did learn to read and write, teaching himself by extensive reading. 
Steele's literary skills would help him become a prominent abolitionist and advocate for formerly enslaved people. In 1844, at the age of 23, Steele's relocated to Philadelphia, where he worked first as a janitor and then as a clerk for the Pennsylvania Anti-Slavery Society. Soon he became an active member of the organization, and by 1850, he served as the chairman of the committee established to help freedom seekers. While in Philadelphia, Steele met and married Latita George. Following their marriage in 1847, the couple had four children. Carolyn Matilda Steele, one of the first African-American women doctors in the United States. William Wilberforce Steele, a prominent African-American lawyer in Philadelphia. Robert George Steele, a journalist and print shop owner, and Francis Ellen Steele, an educator who was named after the poet Francis Watkins Harper. Between 1844 and 1865, Steele helped at least 60 enslaved black people escape bondage. Steele also interviewed many of the enslaved black people seeking freedom, men, women, and families documenting where they came from, the difficulties they met, and help they found along the way, their final destination, and the courage they used to relocate. During one of his interviews, Steele realized that he was questioning his older brother Peter, who had been sold to another enslaver when their mother escaped. Wow, my friends, that is heavy. Just imagine how Steele must have felt. During his time with the Anti-Slavery Society, Steele put together records of more than 1,000 former enslaved people, keeping the information hidden until slavery was abolished in 1865. Oh yeah, he had to keep those records hidden because (laughs) slave hunters would have paid anything to get their hands on that. With the passage of the Fugitive Slave Act in 1850, Steele was elected chairman of the Vigilance Committee organized to find a way to circumvent the legislation. Since his work with the Underground Railroad had to be kept secret, Steele kept a fairly low public profile until enslaved people were freed. Nonetheless, He was a fairly prominent leader of the black community. In 1855, he traveled to Canada to observe enclaves of formerly enslaved people. By 1859, Steele began the fight to desegregate Philadelphia's public transportation system by publishing a letter in a local newspaper. And although Steele was supported by many in this endeavor, some members of the black community were less interested in gaining civil rights. And as a result, he published a pamphlet entitled A Brief Narrative of the Struggle for the Rights of the Colored People of Philadelphia in the City Railway Cars. 
1867. After eight years of lobbying, the Pennsylvania legislature passed a law ending segregation of public transportation. Stills was also an organizer of a YMCA for Black Youngsters, an active participant in the Freedmen's Aid Commission, and a founding member of the Berean Presbyterian Church. In 1872, seven years after the abolition of slavery, Stills published his collected interviews in a book entitled The Underground Railroad. The book included more than 1,000 interviews and was 800 pages long. The tales were heroic and harrowing, and they illustrated how people suffered deeply and sacrificed much to escape enslavement. Notably, the text underscored the fact that the abolitionist movement in Philadelphia was primarily organized and maintained by African Americans. As a result, Steele became known as the father of the Underground Railroad. Of his book, Steele said, we very much need works on various topics from the pens of colored men to represent the race intellectually. The publication of the Underground Railroad was important to the body of literature published by African Americans documenting their history as abolitionists and formerly enslaved people. Steele's book was published in three editions and went on to become the most circulated text on the Underground Railroad. In 1876, Steele placed the book on exhibit at the Philadelphia Centennial Exposition to remind visitors of the legacy of enslavement in the United States. By the late 1870s, he had sold an estimated 10,000 copies. In 1883, he issued the third expanded edition that included an autobiographical sketch. During his career as an abolitionist and civil rights activist, Steele acquired considerable personal wealth. He began purchasing real estate throughout Philadelphia as a young man. Later, he ran a coal business and established a store selling new and used stoves. He also received proceeds from the sales of his book. To publicize his book, Steele brought a network of efficient, entrepreneurial, college-educated sales agents to sell what he described as a collection of quiet examples of what fortitude can achieve when freedom is the goal. I hear you, my brother. Steele died in 1902 of heart trouble. In Steele's obituary, the New York Times wrote that he was one of the best educated members of his race, who was known throughout the country as the father of the Underground Railroad. So there you have it, my friends. William Steele, a self-educated man. And we're not taking anything away from Harriet Tubman, by all means. 
Harriet Tubman was a great conductor on the Underground Railroad, but William Steele was the father of the Underground Railroad. My brother, I thank you for everything that you have done for us, and we stand on your shoulders, and your story will not be untold because I have dragged it out of the darkness so all of the future generations to come will know who you are and respect you for what you have done. Rest in peace, my brother. Rest in peace. Well, my friends, that music tells us once again it is that time. But I gotta tell you, William Steele was a hell of a man and I give him totally 100% respect. And before I go, I want to leave you with this message. What I have learned is that a whole lot of people with degrees don't know a damn thing. And a lot of people with no degrees are brilliant. Until next time, it has been my honor. <laughs>